0: Hey everybody, this is Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor. I'm at home today doing a podcast. I thought I'd take the opportunity to kind of go through the zines that I've been backing through ZineQuest so far. There's been a few, probably more than I expected. And uh, yeah, I kind of want to go through um, some of what I've uh, backed. Uh, so the first one is let's see here we've got zine three pack of futuristic post post-apocalyptic and fantasy your choice of three zines for dcc mcc and old school essentials and it's a co-production by horse shark games and i think it's uh psychota press that's don stroud and uh, yeah he's someone what I got Ivy in the background commenting. What did you say? Is it, and, uh, yeah. oh, I did say that. Sorry. So no distraction whatsoever. This is why I do them in my car. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. So what I did for this one is they have different – they have three different zines on this. Uh, one is pure strain human. Wait, no. Is that That's just a class. Let me see if I can – okay zine one is oh there we go unveiled oh boy illusions unveiled illusions i don't know how to pronounce that and then we have scions of the computer arcs and then the last one is 25 ghost spirits and hauntings and uh that's what i backed there's three of them but i only really backed the one that was the one i was interested in definitely right up my alley and everything and and uh, Dawn's really good at producing content for those. Uh, so that was my first one I backed. And let's see here, the n- another one I backed was called Wild Blue Yonder. Uh, it's the official Yonder Mountains travel guide. So the story here's the story behind it. Beyond the crumbling towers and dusty tombs of the known world lies an ancient land of rounded mountains and hazy woods. A land of fertile coves and forgotten haulers, of isolated communities and overgrown footpaths, snaking their way through the back of beyond. The yonder mountains call out to your bones, flatfoot and yonder folk alike, setting you on a path of aimless wandering, woodcraft, whistling and wishing. But watch uh, what you say in the dark, deep dark yonders. Someone might just be listening. So we got. Oh boy, I do not know how to pronounce his name. S i v a d, Savad, last name N a h t a n o j. So however you say that, that's who made it. It there's something about the you know kind of have that Appalachia feel that I really been digging lately. Even the pictures of it kind of remind me of that, and then it's kind of got these uh, quilting patterns as a as a back. Drop and everything. And it's an old school, uh, essentials roll designed for that through Narcotic Gnome. And, uh, Narcotic Gnome over there, Gavin listed a bunch of the, the zines in Zine Quest that were using his, uh, old school essentials. So it make it easier to find those ones that were, uh, um, using the system. And yeah, he's got a picture of the crooked man, which is really excellent. It kind of reminds me of a creepy old cartoon and uh yeah i don't know exactly uh what it's about it's just like wild blue yonders 30 something page zine and it's going to have a, it's going to be a campaign world hooks npcs scenarios factions. so it just, just sounds like a um it's going to be a setting and uh yeah it should be pretty good let me see here if there's anything else to, that they added on here it's already funded It's well funded actually. Was going for 500 and it's over 1500 right now. At 136 backers, so yeah, that one is definitely going to be an interesting one to get. And then uh, one of the ones that I know is really popular here. We got the the vast and the dark, exploring runes in an infinite world. A zine about exploring dark and alien megastructure of an infinite realm. I mean that's. That's fantastic. So they wanted $500 as a goal, and they're over 14000 right now with 1, almost 1,400 backers. So they have kicked ass. Uh, let's see. The story, seek the empty, the broken, and dilapidated. It is closer than you think. Search for the uncanny, the hidden, and wrong. They are unsettling to you. Observe this spot with your eyes, your hands, and breath. I'll let it inside you whisper so that only you may hear, I wish to see the vast in the dark and fall backwards without fear. You're already there, the vast dark. So I like the concept of it. Uh, It's exploration setting of the world's most popular role-playing game. Don't know which one that one is, huh? Um, uh, The wasteland is filled with brutalistic megastructure ruins. It includes tools for generating massive areas to explore as well as unique character options. Player options and gameplay changes to keep the focus on player choice and ingenuity over dice roll and chance. So I do like that it is a tool toolbox on how to uh, generate these things. Um, it's got uh, the vast darkness contains brutalistic alien flavor. The setting is lightless wasteland populated by brutalistic mega structures. Uh, so small societies of factions have cropped up and settled within the various rooms, attempting to survive and remain sane. And that just reminds me of just like to me, just I just think of like this. World or campaign world that it's just the mega structures. I think of mega dungeons and just think of all these mega dungeons that are above ground and each one has its own ecology within with all these little small organism communities trying to do that. You know, it's just sounds, uh, sounds like a real fun and interesting, uh, way to do things. It says, no prep world generation. The main goal of the scene is to provide GM a toolbox to build a massive hex crawl map, a local area within each hex, and a dungeon complex is within those smaller locale areas quickly and easily through enough that you can do it on the fly with no prep work. So, yeah. Yeah, so that one has been very successful, and I'm not surprised. That write-up is, the concept of it definitely works well. Now we're getting into uh, old Frank Turfler here. Mr. Frank, he's got one. He, he jumped into Zine Quest with the lair of the mana core. He is funded um, with 91 backers, over $1,000. And what his is located deep in the marshes, protected by the dungeons or dangerous local fauna, and nearly. It is rumored that a terrifying manticore has recently made its home here. Rumors spread fast, and suddenly there is an odd stranger at the keep offering extremely large reward for the live capture of the beast. But there is great danger located deep within. So let's see here. Uh, layer of the Manicor began as a free black and white map designed as an adventure starter for a short one page adventure. Yeah, Frank has a Patreon where he does these really, really good uh, computer generated maps, battle maps uh, for online play. They're, they're very good. And I think he's going to do some for this also. Um, let's see here. I guess the color battle maps he's doing at 2,000, in addition, additional barrel maps at 2,500. So uh, let's hope he gets to that far because he does produce some very, very good maps. Uh, let see, the bulk of the zine is complete and is current in layout. Uh, creating the art will be the next step and then it'll just need a finally, final review and polish. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, Frank is someone I've known and uh, he used to be an old Pennsylvania guy like that so we always joke about sheets here and there. So <laughs> I am uh, uh, looking forward to... Uh, getting this from him and uh, um, see what Frank does with the whole zine. Cause I know he does smaller stuff. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing doing him something larger. Now. And congratulations, Frank on getting your first uh, zine funded. Uh, the next one we go into is low life by let's see here. That is funded, well funded. Uh, they want an $800 goal. They're over 5,000, 5,300, at uh, 338 backers at this time, with still a week left to go by Sam Sorison. Uh This one is, come on, just a little farther. Uh, Adelaide called from ahead, only a few more feet. Cyrus could feel the stone digging into his back, his sides his hips. Adelaide lantern lights shone just beyond. But as he clawed at the earthen floor and heaved himself forward, he made no progress. He was trapped, face down in the t- mud, entombed in a cavern dozen of so feet beneath the surface. A hissing noise sounded behind him. Hurry, push, Adelaide yelled. It's coming. The rhythmic skittering of many legs echoed nearby, growing louder by the second. Go without me, Cyrus gasped as he strained. Run, now! As Adelaide's footfalls retreated, all Cyrus could hear was his own ragged breath and the gnashing of teeth. And then what is low life? Low life is a toolkit, another cool toolkit, and I, and I do... Um, Probably tend to favor toolkits because that's it's something I can roll and, and create my own stuff and explore my own things and just use for my own adventures, which I really enjoy. Uh, the zine has systems and consequences of for caving, climbing, and tunneling. All the ways you might interact with and suffer horrible fates in caverns and mines. Hazards, challenges, and encounters players can grapple with down in the dark, flammable gases, toxic molds, and mysterious geological phenomena. A handful of monsters and beasties that might live in the shallow underground. creatures like the dire hellbender, the precognitive mole, and the greater troll worm. And then items to use in the tunnel. These standard tools and dynamite, yes, but also exciting chemicals like gelignite and strange devices like singer holler hammers. And tables for generating your own warrens and trench work from scratch. Guidelines for modifying existing dungeons to be denser and tighter. And bits of flavor, aesthetic, and world building scattered throughout. So there you go. I mean, how many of us run adventures that are underground in caverns or caves or mines? This one was definitely uh, benefits you. So yeah, he's he's done very well. Uh, and it uh, looks like he's got... A week to go so jump in on this one if you have a lot of underground adventures there the next one we're looking at is through altans door and this one doesn't need any introduction this is uh ben lawrence's t- I'm in my zine group one of the questions i ask before people come in is like what are you, which one of your favorite uh zines and through altans door is definitely always at the top. People are. Mention this one all the time. Somehow I missed the first two parts. I have no idea. Um, I've known Ben through, through the G Plus days and maybe even before that, you know, following his blog and whatnot. But uh, for whatever reason, I missed the first two. But this one is a Kickstarter for the third one, but you can also get access for the first two. So I definitely went in for all three. Ben is uh, kicking some major ass. He's over $30,000 for his oh yeah, 30,000. Wow. Still got 90s to go too. So. I can't, I can't wrap my head around that. I know. I it's, can't wrap my head around that. Yeah. So right now I think he, he is, uh, uh, I think he's the top one I back so far, but there's a couple of also that are quite, you know, up there. And uh, I know, I think Ben already has this done too. So it's just a matter of, uh, him getting, uh, through everything. But yeah, so I went in for all three. Um, His story for it is kind of long, but I'll go kind of skim through it. A lovingly crafted zine takes you through Old Tan's door into a world beyond the veil of sleep inspired by the dream tales of Lord Dunsany and H.P. Lovecraft and the lush weirdness of Clark Ashton Smith and William Hope Hodgson Gosh, I can't say his name. Through Old Tan's door uh, presents a vivid setting that can be run as a campaign or inserted episodically into existing games. Lavishly illustrated and printed locally in Chicago on the highest quality French paper company paper with detachable covers and that serve as maps and separate encounter cards. The zine is beautiful artifact designed for ease of use at the table. And I've never heard a bad word said about it. Everybody who's gotten this zine, like I said before, has has uh, only sung the praises of it. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And, it's, and the nice thing about it, too, is uh, it has that old zine look about it, too, and the old zine feel. I mean, a lot of the folks that are coming out today you know they have and there's nothing wrong with this has the gloss and the, you know the high print quality and everything but for some reason th- this one probably has a high print quality but it still looks like like it could have been a zine from the 80s which I really do appreciate on you know uh, that was an extra incentive for me to get now it looks like he's blowing through all of his uh I'm looking at all of his uh stretch goals and um he unlocked the five thousand. Um, so I will create bare bones printable one page PDF, inserting four exquisite maladies of the dreamlands at seventy five hundred. They're going to go to six exquisite maladies at ten thousand. I'll commission one of the seven artists from the team of Ultans Door Three to illustrate the cover of a printable PDF uh, pamphlet at twelve fifty. Uh, it'll I'll have the pamphlet printed on French paper company, simple weight, 80 pound paper. Those of you who don't know French paper company that's in Chicago, it's, it's probably about the best paper quality that you can possibly get. Uh, it's I, um, I've never had the privilege of, uh, you know, using it, but I've had st- other zines come use French uh, paper and it's, yeah, it's uh, you can tell the difference. It's pretty good. And then let's see here. 1500 I will be delighted to share the proceeds of your support with the team by paying the incredible artist and graphic designer of this project 10% more than our agreed upon fees, which I think is really cool. So basically at $1,500, everybody that worked with him just got a big pay bump. And, uh, you know, that's very cool. And at $20,000, he's... I will write up one or more capsule sewer locations. This will be included as the bare bones PDF with every pledge level. And at 22.5, Gus and I will collaborate to map and present a sewer location in the style of a one-page dungeon. Um, At 2,500, I'll print this on the French paper company paper once again. Um, At 2,700, uh, create bare bones PDF, development of permit. Usable for use uh, mini series of full campaign. Um, So it looks like he's going to flesh out another adventure on there and then I'll expand the printed pamphlet again. And then I guess the last one, or he's got two more that are unlocked a 32.5 commission art for this printable pamphlet and then a 35 as a springboard to launch the episodic. New zine, Pale Echoes, that takes you through Altan's door in another direction, exploring different campaign premises and frames in a waking world. So, he's gonna unlock all those, no, without a doubt. I mean, he's, he's, he is, uh, at 30,000 now. He's got nine days to go, so he's, he's gonna crush those goals. Alright, let's see. And then we have Scoundrels, make your game criminal. And this one's by, uh, Jeffrey Jones, uh, he just got interviewed today by uh, Tankar in a fireside chat. Check it out. Definitely worthwhile. Jeff is the one who did the layout for Tankar's uh, torchlight zine, and he also does his own interviews uh, at RPG Ramblings podcast. It's got a little uh, astronaut guy on it, and he's been interviewing RPG creators uh, for the last month or so. Really good interview. Please check it out. Uh, again, that's RPG Ramblings podcast. Look for the little astronaut guy on the emblem. So what did Jeff do? Oh, I should also add, he's also a uh, co-administrator in the RPG zine group over there because uh, I needed help and Jeff is a good guy. So I asked <laughs> ask him, so I'm like, please Jeff, help me, help me. <laughs> and he uh, graciously has. Now, In that interview with Eric, it looks like he showed um, that he already has this thing pretty much done. He's got a print copy of it printed out, and you know, with you know, he's still got to do some editing on it, but uh, looks like he's on the the back end of the creation of it. This one is a three zine Kickstarter. Um, let me see. The first one is uh, Denizens, chock full of interesting NPCs. Useful locations and contending factions to drop seamlessly into your own setting. This book also offers an optional default location for those game masters wanting a new location. Um, so it has six regions, six institutions, and 18 factions. Zine Tune is Crime. A cornucopia of tables for fleshing out your, uh, your setting and generating jobs and missions, also a step-by-step guide to generating a mission using the random tables. It's got three, 36 friends and rivals, 36 backgrounds, NPCs, 36 locations, 36 job complications, and 36 job seeds. And the last one is optional rules. Uh, rules to further ingrain a crime theme into your game. Uh, these rules are modified from Blades in the Dark SRD. So, you, from what I understand when he was talking in, in uh, the interview with Eric, that this is based off the Blades in Dark RPG. So, if you already know that, you've got a heads up. I bought it just because I like it, those ones that uh, kind of reflect the, uh, um, underbelly of, of, uh, gaming and everything. Uh, that's why you know, Blades of the Dark and Blood and Coin and all those kind of themed things. Now he has, he has a couple different pledge options. Um, he's got one where you can just get the PDF or you can just get the, the first zine, you know, digital copies of all three zines there. And what I went in for all three zines, the one I I just, I don't know. I, I I can't imagine just trying to get one of them. Uh, so yes, I went in for the whole thing. Um, and he's, uh, at a, almost twelve hundred dollars funded, seventy backers. He's doing really well. First uh, Kickstarter, uh. So, yeah, he's he's. Let me see. He's got some. Let's see if he's getting stretch goals. No stretch goals for this one, but I think he was talking about possibly doing, one. But maybe not. So, but uh, yeah, please go back back Jeff's scoundrels making your your game criminal. Looks pretty good. All right. Tomb of Emulation. This one's kind of got a little crazy cover there, like flames with a mummy kind of sitting in front there. It looks like it is fully funded. It's got thirty-six, almost $3,700, 214 backers, and it's by Yogda Games. I hope I'm saying that. First created. This is our first one. Um, the Tomb of Emulation is a short but dense dungeon crawl with a variety of puzzles, traps and role-playing challenges to keep your players busy. 70 pages, truly a hunk of hunk of burning love. Uh, <laughs> designed for a party of five fifth-level characters. I kind of like that because there's a... I, I, I think uh, everybody kind of goes for more of the beginning level ones and it's nice to see some mid-level adventures out there. Uh, the party should have... A character with the ability to turn undead. Party should have a character with good uh, disabled device and locking skills. Tough if they don't, I say. Tough if they don't. Five new five E and seven new OSR monsters described in the bestiary. Bestiary and three adventure hooks. Numerous new magic items described printer-friendly maps, which I like. Thank you for doing that. Um so yeah, it looks like it's got some real evocative art. Oh, some isometric maps too. Looks fantastic. Oh yeah. That looks real cool. Um, let me see here. Looks like Mark Harmon's done. Is it Mark Harmon's done the artwork? It looks like it, but yeah, artwork is, uh, looks fantastic on it. So yeah, so please go check out that one. Yeah. Michael Harmon. That's his name. So oh so, uh it's Michael Harmon, Billman, Sean Frackowiak, and, and Moe, and a bunch of dedicated playtesters. Okay, yeah, just looking to see. Yeah, so that looks pretty good too. Like I said, they are well funded. Also, where are they at? They are thirty six, almost thirty seven hundred out of huh. Everyone's doing good. Yeah, everybody's doing well. That's what I'm surprised about. I mean, there's so many zines out there. and More um, this year than last year, then, eh? I have from I can't really get a good count because Kickstarter is kind of lousy at uh, integrating all the, um, the Zine quest participants. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's kind of – you know, you can find – a bulk of them, but they there's still stragglers out there that sometimes don't get counted. But I think the last time I looked, I can't remember if it was 250 or 350 or or possibly that I found. But you know, this is the first week, so there's more coming, yeah. So the next one is Grim Blade, a Grim Fantasy RPG. You know, this one, Ivy. This one's yeah. by Josh Beckelheimer, oh. yeah. Yeah, he released it a couple of days ago. Uh, it's the first one he created. Jo- oh, very cool, Josh. Yeah, so um, the he's. Yeah, the Beckleheimers. Yeah, I guess his wife is going to do the editing also for him and help him out. Yeah. yeah, she's a writer. Yeah, so that'll definitely be a benefit. And then Josh is one of those guys who makes me sick because he can do the writing and the artwork. So I wish I could do that, but I can't. Um, he's still, he's not funded yet. He's at 527 out of 800. Um, so if you guys are thinking about back in the zine, um, Josh, uh, back Josh's, uh, he's a really good guy. Um, he's got some fun artwork and, uh, I really want to see this come, you know, come to fruition for him. And let's, let's see if I'm, I have no doubt that it will. He still has 12 days left. So he's only $273 away. So he's he's doing very well. Let's see. The Grim Blade, a uh, grim fantasy RPG. Grim Blade is a light and fast-paced fantasy role-playing game of adventures and stories set with the implied grim fantasy world. Contained in these pages are the bones of a role-playing game. Uh, the reason for this is that it is your... Game yours in capital letters and bolded. Dun, dun, dun. It is expected that readers and game masters will add, remove, create, and hack the game that best fits any gaming group. And uh I love his, his one art piece of art that he has for it. It's really cool. He's got these giant skulls stacked up in the sea, and and there's these bridges that are going from me- mesa to mesa, and and one of the bridges is going into the nose cavity of one of the skulls, and. I don't know. I just, I just really like that piece of artwork. Um, and I think let's see what he's got here. Uh, so yeah, so it's going to be its own game system. Uh, it says all PCs roll dice are rolled against the GM's Grim dice. Grim is how the GM sets the mood and danger of the scene. There are four different ranks of Grim. The GM can use a D4, D6, D8, or D10 and so on skills are not stats artworks by him like I said he's got some fun artwork it's just a nice black and white line art and uh, the one the one restriction on his uh, PDFs is he, he's not he's only going to keep uh, print copies to the US so hopefully if it's popular and he, he gets funded and everything he can maybe get it to one of those third-party distributors that can get it overseas to you to those folks who want to copy because I know that's a thing these days, and I know on Jeff Jones' uh, um, interview, he interviewed, I think it was Alstair, I forgot what his name I forgot his name now, but he was uh, a gentleman in England, he was willing to distribute stuff over in Europe, so hopefully, you know, maybe that connection can be made. All right, and the last one I have right now, and this is more than enough. This one I just saw on a uh, Experience Plus One, I think, XP Plus One um, live Facebook. Um, I want to see if I have... Um, Let's see here. And what it's called is the Lighthouse at the Edge of the Universe. It's a solo RPG. Which is, i am kind of been a little bit more interested in doing, like, uh, checking out more solo RPGs. Just, I don't know, just for the fun of it. Um, I like the idea of it in a way. This one is funded already. The pledge goal is only at $207. Uh, and it's got $2,325. Uh, 235 backers. Love the artwork for it. It's very nice, cartoony simple, just kind of goofy, fun. Look at this artwork here, babe. That's nice. Yeah. yeah it's just, I like the font. Yeah, well, oh, I think that's just hand-drawn. That's very nice. Yeah, I think they hand-drew the font. Looks very, very good. This one's by Ella Lim. Um, Let's see. She, this, I think, yep, this is her first created. She's a writer, graphic designer, and zine maker. Uh, let's see, I love Unexplained Mysteries, The Feeling, of starting new projects and house houseplants. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so the story of the zine is the lighthouse was an ordinary structure except for the fact that it was balanced on the very edge of the universe. It had some speculated been standing since the universe began. Maintained by a solitary keeper, the lighthouse has been keeping travelers and spaceships from falling off the edge Its steady beam can be seen galaxies away and is used as a guiding star for navigators. You are the current keeper of the lighthouse. Whatever happens, you must keep the light running. You and the lighthouse live perched on the edge of the universe. It is a rocky, mostly barren place. It would look like any rocky island back on Earth. where it is beaten by solar winds and sometimes run into by space whales. (laughs) Oops. Um, not all of it is terrible, though. High on the top of the lighthouse, you get to witness strange lights dance, the solar winds whispering fortunes in your ears, shoals of sky fish migrating past. Maybe you'll find some solitude and peace in the under the dark, lonely sky. Sometimes a lone traveler may even cross your path. So yeah, it's so a lighthouse is a solo journaling game, best played at nighttime before bed, or for when you can't sleep. Well, there you go. Sounds good. Yeah, I like that idea. Maybe I'll even get uh, Ivy to play this one. Yeah. No. Yeah, you might like it. I just played Queen in a pack of cards. There you go. I like that. Roll the dice, flip a coin, get a prompt, flip a coin to see how you go about the task, record your duties, thoughts, and observations. Your notes go in a logbook, and we'll be, no, be a record. It's going to Remarkable. It's going to Remarkable, yeah. <laughs> Which Remarkable, though? Remarkable 2. Remarkable 2. See how she always does that. Everything comes back to the remarkable too. All right, let's see here. So yeah. So th- this one looks interesting. This one's coming from is it Aus- is it Australia? I think I think it's from Australia. Um, and it looks like you know very reasonable priced. Looks like a small zine too, like a roll, you know. Uh, um. Like, almost like a quarter zine, which, uh, I'm all good for. So the funding covers printing for 80 to 100 zines plus test print. Good. So she's gonna do all that. Yeah, it's Australia. Yep. So it was $5 in shipping, so it wasn't bad at all. So yeah, so those are my, um, Oh, wait a minute. We got stretch goals here. She's unlocked. She's got a mini game, beachcombing on the edge of the universe at 400. We get a postcard, mini art print. Love it. Uh, entries from Keepers Past at 600, which was unlocked. Um, so yeah, she's, so she's, she's in the 3000. So she blew bassed all of her, or two, she's at 2300 right now. Um, so she is well blown past her, her stretch goals. So. Uh, she is doing very well. So those are all my backings that I've done. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, there's kind of a chunk of change on the table here, but I, you know, but we'll see. Uh, but that's it, guys. Now, please call in. Leave me a message if uh, there's any zines out there that I should take a look at uh, that you think are fantastic. Um, so I can take a look at them or at least, uh, spread the word and get them back, you know, get them backed. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, there's so much good stuff happening right now. February makes scene quest makes February tolerable. <laughs> um, so yeah. All right. I'm out guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Obviously, says bye from the kitchen.